Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Black Italian Women. My name is Benedetta Giunta, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, hello, people of the internet, welcome back. Hope you are doing well. Although a lot has been happening around the world, I know different people have been affected differently. We will talk about it on this podcast. I'll try to keep it short and simple for you guys. And I also want to remind you, don't forget to catch up the last episode with Chinset Anna Ibonina, which has been an amazing guest and we had a great chat about black womanhood she's an entrepreneur a mother educator and also a wife and so we're talking about balances kind of black women have it all also about blackness as well it's such an inspiring conversation so i really would like you to catch up listen to this great episode let's get into this episode where have i been what's happening in the last couple of weeks i've been here i've been in florence boostily i think i mentioned that i probably been up and down and about while being in florence so i work full-time and also i have friends and people in different parts of italy and family as well what had happened was is that i got sick I lost my voice. Imagine me as a podcaster losing my voice. Imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, my voice is a lot better. I can talk normally. Also, I struggle as well with my physical and mental health due to my period to the transition that I went through. Like, it's a big transition. It's been very smooth. I've been very blessed through it and all. But also, it has been challenging to a certain extent because imagine you're changing cities, you're changing jobs, changing houses, you're changing rooms. So a lot is happening at the same time. I'm being very blessed, I'm not going to lie. But also at the same time, a big change has happened and I think I've been fully processed it and I had time to process it as well because I just by the time I've been done with my work, for example, how to run to an event, run and catch a train, run and do this and that. And so at some point, my body was child, you're going to sit down. You're going to sit down and relax because <clears throat> you're just not, it's just not relaxing. You're not resting. You're not taking care of yourself i think that's one of the challenges of when of when you work full-time as well it's like you have to be very intentional of taking care of yourself because it can be you can be easily overwhelmed for me last week it was the week of overwhelmed and i stayed in bed literally almost two days and i was also on my period there's something my period really affect my physical mental health and if that's in reality with women i like to speak out about it because a lot of time i think women we go through this and we are no we are no aware of it and we don't know why we're going through we think oh maybe it's not normal maybe it's just me but no i'm sharing this for the benefit of other women and also like men too like i know majority of the listeners on this podcast looking at the statistics are women but i hope men also have the chance to learn something about our bodies and maybe not use surgery sentences or why you snappy are you on your period da, 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 da. instead of using that against us show us mercy show us grace try to understand okay there is a lot happening the level of which armies to flotate when it comes to women is very high so actually instead of saying that maybe we're not capable leaders or we're not or we're just being insane sometimes you that's a moment where if we need some extra nurturing love care understanding it would be interesting as well to see like a lot of people talk about working with your cycle and when we think about the way like 
the office, the work life is structure is based mainly on men and not women. Also, when it comes to medicine as well, there are a lot of things that are not taken into consideration when it comes to women. So we need to really think about that, work on it. So after this long biggest introduction and history, let's get into the latest topic and conversation, which is what's currently happening in between Israel and Palestine. Here again, we have an escalation of the conflict starting in the beginning of October. This is based on a mass attack. We see a terrorist attack happening near like the bordering of Gaza, which is an open air prison. It's very important to talk about it. It's an open air prison in which Palestinians are residing with a lower income a lower income identity population uh, which majority of the population are children. So a mass is just doesn't represent the Palestinian cause. One of, of the organization that was born and uh, actually partially supported by Israel, they decided to of the Palestinian people. They had this terrorist attack in which people were taken away, killed uh, people Israel people. So after that it's been very interesting how people been talking about this conflict. I don't know if it is to call conflict. Is it conflict? I think I would call it conflict, but I definitely would not call it a war because these are not equal parties. It's very important when we're talking about this conflict that we are not talking about equal parties. We have a state, and which is the state of Israel, an occupied state, an apartheid state, and then we have the people of Palestine, which have been displaced around within the country that we currently know as Israel, but also where Palestinian people displaced around the world. We see this happening, we see an escalation, and how does the Israeli state decide to respond? First of all, let me remind you, dear Western media and journalists, this was not Unprovoked. It's very heartbreaking the situation of the Palestinians that happens within Israel because there's been displacements throughout the years, there's been impoverishments, there is lack of access to opportunity, there is discrimination, racial profiling that happens every single day. Every single day, the people of Palestine are fighting for their life. They're fighting to keep their homes. They're fighting to keep their graves. Because the reality, it's settler colonialism is not a buzzword. This is what's been happening for the past almost 100 years in Palestine because literally so what happened with the Brits the original colonizers that were ruling over there at some point they started like having a in the early 20th century so they have this proctorate and then they start to have Jewish people get it into this territory and the Palestinians all of a sudden they see the change of confederation of the territories and it's just like what's happening here we see more Jewish people and then already before the founding of the state of Israel in 1948 we see like already Palestinians losing their homes we see people be ethnically substituted with the aids of the Brits by the time the Shoah happens the Holocaust the Shoah, yes, the Shoah is the correct word because the Jewish people say they don't like the word Holocaust to be used because Holocaust is means sacrifice to God. So it's important to use the word Shoah rather than Holocaust. So the Holocaust happened and uh, unfortunately this has been used by the European feeling guilty about the anti-Semitic and the racist genocide and so they use that also to create the state of Israel. I think this war 
I've been saying a lot of things in, at the same time because a lot of thoughts have been going through my mind in the past few weeks. But I said I have to keep it short because also I need to my way to church. I've been rambling, but let me tell you, also in the past, I've done a couple of episodes on these issues and I'll try to link it below in the description of the episode and all of this to say that this has been going on for a while. It's not a world with within parties. We have to say the visual with this highly technologically advanced. And then we have the people of Palestine that are assisting with what they have. And unfortunately, this has also a settling of far-right group that chooses way that maybe not all the Palestinian people do agree to be chosen to advocate for their cause. But all of this to say that the past few weeks has been very heartbreaking because yes, we see this attack by us. Okay, we understand and uh, it's a nice, it's horrible to see somebody be uh, taken away, be on, on stage or being killed. Absolutely. But I think nothing, I think nothing justifies this. Nothing justifies these bombings. Nothing justifies this genocide. On the Gaza Strait currently, what's happening is a genocide. Israel is committing war crimes. Bombs have been thrown on hospitals. Hate has not been allowed to get into the Gaza Strip, okay? There is a huge dehumanization of people, of Palestinian people, that's been happening throughout the media. But this is not happening this October 2023. This has been happening for years and years and years. And this has been possible thanks to Western governments because it's very important we recognize some things that are not right here. So, starting from the UN, okay, which is hating all of this on one side, while tweeting on social media, hospitals cannot be attacked, it's a war crime, da, 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 da. What are you doing? Because this security council is not securing anybody. This security council needs to be reformed, if not abolished, because it cannot be possible that every time states that do have little power since the Second World War can decide on the destiny of the people and the resolutions of the people. The biggest power are always backing themselves up during this security council. So in case you're not familiar, I'm sorry, I got carried away because I'm a, I'm a scholar of international relations. That's why I studied in my undergrad and in my also master's. And so I got carried away. But what the UN is supposed to do the united nations supposed people to be united keep the world peace especially after the second world war we're supposed to live a whole big happy family why is this not happening because the famous un as a beautiful assembly and also which all states come and speak and advocate across people populations that being discriminated against, that being oppressed and being killed, they come to the United Nations as well to seek protection. But then what happens after that? The Security Council, this amazing organ, which is like kind of, I would say, executive power of the United Nations, which decisions have been taken. And uh, so when resolutions have been taken, which states that are carried out genocide or carried out war crimes, they need to answer for it. There is this big five amazing people that do have the power to decide whether 
people within the states pay for rate or not. So these big states, among these big states, we have Britain, we have the US, we have Russia, we have also, hey, am I missing anybody? I'm missing people. We have China, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Did I say all five? I hope I did. So in theory, these are the five permanent member states. And then there are the no permanent member states that are sitting right now in the United Nations and they have two years mandate. We have among the states uh, Ghana, Gabon, Brazil, India, Kenya, Albania, all people that I like, uh, Norway, Mexico, United Arabs of Emirates, Ireland, Kenya, and India. So this has been interesting because oftentimes the permanent member states with the veto power, they block a lot of sanctions of states that are supposed to be answered. So for example, the rest of the member states have said that this is a war crime. And uh, when, but meanwhile, the others decide that, oh, no, we use our veto power to the United States decided to because issue is that the decision have to be unanimous. And so here we are, like with the United Nations that's supposed to work, keep the world peace and security, protected war criminals. Thank you so much. So this is this council literally needs to be changed around because the world has changed and I'm tired of this hypocrisy. Let's remember ourselves, okay? When we're talking about the human rights declaration, when we're talking about this thing, we have to remember that in nineteen forty eight Okay, when we see that border relation of Israel, we say the United Nations been born. Were all these states free from the, the shackles of colonialism? I mentioned that Ghana was is one of the states sitting in the current Security Council of the UN. Ghana was free in nineteen. So about 12 years later, after the adoption of the Human Rights Declaration and after the, after the creation of the State of Israel. So it's been very interesting the fact that you all want people to sit in in the orders that you all previously decide while you were still colonized all the world, more than half of the world. And this from the Brits to the, to the French, then we have the United States. What I talk to us about human rights, I think it's been also as something I need to call out when it comes to this conflict has been the hypocrisy by the European Union. I start calling the European Union out. I'm Italian, so let me start from the European Union. Thank you so much, Ursula von der Leyen, for your hypocrisy. Also, the member of the European Parliament, the president of the European Parliament, also she's been very embarrassing too because I think one of the worst things that's ever happened to us is making coincide the state of Israel with sin, state and religion has been very 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 dangerous and uh, this is what is the result this is the result so here we are europeans being anti-semitic every other day that now are telling people we stand with israel we stand any against anybody that's been anti-semitic and then you have Giorgio meloni the far-right italian prime minister who actually she's a descendant of the party for the fascist party that actually put the jews in gay's chamber and now she wants to tell us that she's in favor of israel this is the point where you realize that anti-semitism which is 
alive and well in Georgia Belores party is a different in Zionism, anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism are not the same thing. And this this European hypocrisy should already teach you that, okay? The issue within Israel and Palestine is not complicated. It's about the willingness to understand. Let me tell you. Because for years, even for myself as an international relations scholar, that was one of the topics I didn't want to dive in. For me, I was, hmm. I used to be one of those people that would say, oh no, it's complicated. Right now, I refuse to say it. I think since, especially like as made it forever that I realized that something was not right in what I was told and the way I was educated within the Italian school system, but also at home because at home, my parents being Christians, evangelical Pentecostal they would be yeah we need to pay for Israel for the peace of Israel you grew up and see like bombings and fights and terrorist attacks and tell you there is a war of course they're gonna pray for the peace of Israel like growing up and just be like oh okay we're gonna pray because a lot is happening there is a war happening we need to pray for the peace but let me tell you these past few weeks has been have been a very hard also because I couldn't even pray because I felt very uncomfortable with a lot of what many churches are standing for, which is the blunt defense of Israel as a state, because they try to coincide the Old Testament Israel state with modern day Israel state. They've been weird because also you just quote one scripture, I think in Isaiah, peace of Israel, but you never quote, I think you have plenty of scriptures in the Bible where you can quote about justice, about when nations are hurt in an evil way. Because let me tell you one thing about God. God will call out the nation of Israel. If you want to pick the Old Testament, will call out the nation of Israel. In the moment, they will not honor and seek justice. Okay? So for churches and people to just blandly say oh we're just gonna pray for israel we pray for israel right now and the european states putting the israel flags outside their buildings i was like this clan really has to stop right now you all have to stop right now and gather yourself up because there is no way you all are justifying a state that com commits war crime not only this month this month i made up for all the years imagine like there being more people killed in the gaza strip in the last week compared to the whole year in Ukraine. Just to let you know, this is the level that we're in. Okay? Are you all here praying for Israel? You all are here saying we stand with you? Are you all alright? Like, are you all alright? And it's very funny because now that after the Europeans, journalists, politicians are fuel literally have had it hit to the flames to the start they just we also want to think about the people in gaza now you want to think about the people in gaza after you gave all the money to israel after you all back them up you encourage them into this war now you will think about the people in gaza wow good job good job then they want to start talking about structural racism then they want to start talking about it. you all are the first people fueling all these conflicts and all this genocide and now you want to hear be here cry and mention about the people of gaza journalists journalists have been evil because i don't know like every time like palestinians for some reason i've been i don't know They've been, some Palestinians are dead, but I don't know, they're talking about if Palestinian is a natural, being Palestinian is a natural cause of death, but I don't know, they've been, they're dead, 
but you don't know who killed her. Meanwhile, students have been killed by Hamas, by raid, by this and that. But Palestinians, for some reason, they get killed, but you don't never know by who and why. The state of Israel is killing Palestinians, okay? That's what's happening. They all, like, try to, I think the craziest part is the propaganda. Imagine the Israel Defense Fund company, uh, company, literally, I call it company because I don't think it's even a department of state at this point, used AI images of Palestinian leaders. Like, imagine that, using AI images to back your genocide. Like, are you mad? That's the question. How mad are you? Like, this is what people have been defending. And I really hate, do not even dare to call me anti-Semitic, by the way, after listening to this episode or telling me that my beliefs are wrong, like I'm speaking against the Bible or things like that. Because literally, right? First of all, don't even dare to call me anti-Semitic. My grandma, she's of Jewish descent, so you cannot tell me that. My grandma on my dad's side, she's, I do not accept any accusation. I've been told I've been anti-Semitic. This is not anti-Semitism. We are talking about justice. This is the fact that this this real propaganda it's crazy. It's very crazy. And I remember some of my friends and some of us started going to Israel and then yeah, but it's free in the Palestinian cause is all propaganda. Da, 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 da. They didn't even realize that they'd be influenced by the propaganda of the Israeli state. I told my friends at the time I was not as aware or advocating that strongly for the people of Palestine. But I've been like, in my head I was like, no, I don't think that Israel is innocent in all of this. There is definitely more to that. I'm glad I refuse to just go. I refuse to say the position of say it's complicated and I decided to take a stand. Guys, it's very important. If you want to achieve peace in life, you have to really seek justice. People need to answer for their actions. States need to answer for their actions. And they need to respond, period. There is no way around it. So you plan to leave this friend Israel because you think that it's anti-Semitic being pro-Palestine. Definitely, you're not helping the nation. You're not helping the cause. You're not protecting Jews. I'm sorry, you are not. And actually, let me remind you, it costs a lot more to support Palestine over saying that we support the nation of Israel. So literally, please keep that in mind. And I want to remind you that if you're not educated on this issue, I invite you to do some research. I pull links that people that have been listening for years, activists that now have been listening for a different amount of years, that have educated me, have helped me deconstruct, have showed me videos of things that have been happening in uh, the West Bank, things that have been happening in Gaza. Please, let's amplify the Palestinian voices. Let's stand in solidarity with the people of Palestine. And uh, let's lift their voices. Let's amplify their voices. Let's also hear from people, the Jewish people that are advocating for peace. Let's, I really hope, I don't know if this episode is making sense. I don't think it's making sense, but it's okay. I just wanted to share some thoughts. And yeah, I really hope there is always this sentence that you say, no justice, no peace. So I want to see a day where justice reigns. Don't forget, from the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman, a Chronicles of a ABI double V, and at Smiley Benny on Instagram, and also put your links to support the people of Palestine. Take good care. Bye.